0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the dust begins to settle on Rangers' title win. Dave King thinks Stephen Gerrard would knock back Liverpool if they made a move this summer. The Scottish FA charges Nathan Patterson, Calvin Bassey, Bongani Zungu and two youth players for their Covid breach. And Derek McInnes is no longer the Aberdeen manager after eight years in charge. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna. And Rangers are deserved champions of the Premiership. Gordon, this is the first I've been in the show since they won the title. On Sunday, congratulations to Stephen Gerrard, these players for an epic league campaign. Thirty-two games, twenty-eight wins, four draws, seventy-seven goals scored, nine goals conceded, twenty points ahead of Celtic. It's been a perfect season for the new champions. For Rangers, next it's Slavia Prague on Thursday night. But where next for Aberdeen after Derek McInnes's departure? Where next for Celtic as they continue to search for a replacement for Neil Lennon? And where next for Gordon DL after being mocked up on Twitter as Meghan Markle? Oh, I, know, I must admit that that ruined my day seeing. You two take the place of Harry and Megan on our Twitter feed. I don't know who that makes me. I think we'll. Mm. Uh, I think we'll move beyond that. Um, you're looking. You're, you're looking not bad there. I, th- I thought they should have gone for the silver fox in the picture, but we'll, we'll we'll let that slide and we'll get your thoughts on this weekend's football first. Yeah. Well, this weekend's football has been really exciting. Gone. Are you talking about last weekend or this weekend coming? What one do you want? You want both because I'm, I'm quite good at filling them in. A very exciting weekend, Saturday and Sunday, obviously starting with Rangers performance and then, you know, looking at Sunday with Celtic not being able to beat Dundee United, Rangers crown champions. And uh, we look forward to this week. It's coming Thursday. Big, big game for Rangers away from home. Really important. Everyone fancies them, Gordon. They've got a great opportunity to take, keep going in Europe. And then we look forward to, you know, a, a decimated Cardiff weekend. But a lot of talking points as well will be the fact that Derek McInnes, after eight years, mm. I found it a bit surprising. I thought they would have given him to the end of the season then part it ways. But Aberdeen feel it's the right move at the right time. Yep, that's one I'm sure we'll get to between now and eight o'clock. That's big news that Derek McInnes no longer the Aberdeen manager. So any Aberdeen fans out there, get in touch. Let us know your reaction and perhaps who you want next. Of course though, two days on, it's still all about that title victory. There may be a war of words ongoing between various parties off the field, but in terms of on it, Rangers celebrating that first title in 10 years after beating St Mirren at the weekend and seeing Dundee United hold Celtic at Tannadice on Sunday. So yesterday, Sunday and yesterday, a lot of a lot of emotion. I wonder now if with a, a slightly calmer head, if we can look look back on it all. Rangers fans, I don't know if you want to come on here, pick out some some key men, some unsung heroes, some some key moments, some big moments along the way. How do you reflect on it now that some of the emotion will have maybe started to die down? Maybe not. Maybe some people are still on the ceiling, Roger Hanna. Yeah. Um, if you review the season through this show, Gordon, so much of the show has been taken up by the deficiencies and the shortcomings of Celtic. Um, their defeats, their drop points, their poor signings. And in a sense, it's actually sort of clouded the achievement of Rangers. But this is the week to laud the achievement of Rangers this season. I gave you some statistics at the top of the show that are, in any season, breathtaking. Um, people will talk about the flamboyant attacking football, the Kents, the Morelos's, the Hadges, the Aribos. But for any team, come the second week in March, to have conceded goals still in single figures, I think it's nine goals 
in 32 Premiership games this season In any division In any country That is a commendable Defensive performance That is the Platform Upon which this title win Has been built And if you think That when Stephen Gerrard First came in the door At Rangers Rangers have finished 39 points Behind Brendan Rodgers Invincibles Tonight They're 20 points Ahead of Celtic It's a an incredible turnaround. He's done his homework tonight, as always, Gordon. He's rhymed off more stats in the first five minutes of the show than we've had in the last month. I think you and I can. He's been starved for a few days, and he's obviously been sitting there bored, Gordon. Um, and he's come in with the, the anorak on. He's still got it on that room. I'm so getting worried. Did. You see, I think Andrew McLean's trying to get the anorak off mm. me. Some of his stats he's in the last on few Twitter. Days. Yeah, well. I, saw, I saw him again in Twitter last night. Six managers gone. Stephen Gerrard, longest serving gaffer. So uh, listen, if I'm going to mm. keep this mantle, I need to work hard. You would need to put two stone on it for into. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to say, the stats are impressive that Rogers reading out there. Now Roger talks about different aspects of the team, Gordon. I think this year's been built on the squad. I really do. I've been impressed. People talk about, well, look at McGregor at his age and Davis and the Spinehead team and Morellas. I think the squad, mm-hmm. the way they've all bought into this has been absolutely brilliant for Steven Gerrard. You know, sometimes it's very difficult because we talk, we talk on this show that we see the teams coming up on a Saturday or Sunday, maybe seven, eight internationals on the bench. As a manager... They all want to play They're here to play They're here to play every game As a manager You've got to control that And you've got to manage it And I think Stephen Gerrard And his backroom staff Take a lot of Pats in the back for that Because it was a togetherness And I think their squad Working this year Was perfect Mm. Let's bring in Roger Another Roger Who's a Rangers fan From Uddingston Roger how are you looking Back on it now? Good evening gentlemen um, I just wait to a Tuesday So there's two Rogers And two Gordons on the show <laughs> <laughs> Nice bit of symmetry Don't mind that <laughs> but, but Listen um, I've been on a few times mate And I've actually looked over at my club um, Yeah It's a fantastic achievement I'm over the moon I'm delighted with Rangers uh, my, my, my point is that It's going to the next level <clears throat> We're making a lot of inroads in Europe A lot of admiring glances Coming our way um, and I hope we are prepared to go to the next level. Uh, I wish them well in the next two Thursdays coming up. If we get to the last eight, that's a phenomenal achievement in the short distance we've came. Now, personally, as I've said in the past to you guys, I've been there seeing the done it, but just helicopter Sunday, last minute cup finals, trebles, doubles, blah, blah, blah. I want to make inroads in Europe. I don't I don't mean detach from Scotland. I, I think it's great what we've done, unbelievable what we've done, and long may it continue winning domestic trophies, especially the title. But I want to be at the top table of Europe. I want the door to be open to you for saying, there's Rangers, there's your place there on a regular basis, and hopefully start next season with the Champions League case. Yeah, well, that's that's it, Roger. The the path is there now. It's Champions League. It's access to it. Getting there is not always easy, but it's a, a challenge that Rangers haven't been able to take on in in a long time. Yeah, um, I said right at the start of the season, Gordon, Europe didn't matter at all this season for either team. All that mattered was either Celtic getting ten in a row or Rangers stopping ten in a row, and Europe was going to be secondary or even further down the list of priorities. You'd never have thought that by the start of March, Rangers would be champions and stop 10 in a row, but would still be in European competition. So before Rangers even look at the Champions League, a couple of qualifiers in high summer, they've still got this Europa League to play. Um, Slavia Prague, decent team, beat Leicester City, there won't be any mugs. Um, but Rangers have a chance of getting to the quarterfinals, which would be around further than last season. 
It would be progress And it would also convince them That when they get into These Champions League qualifiers That they can get Into the Champions League Group stage Where the money's to be made Does it maybe just depend On how hard they celebrated Over the weekend Gordon? <laughs> well they certainly would have celebrated um, A little bit Gordon But I think Stephen Gerrard's got a handle on that They know how Important Thursday night's game is um, they deserve to let their hair down for a, a few hours You've got to say But uh, they've been back to normal business Preparing, getting themselves organised It's a very difficult game It's a great opportunity to get into the next round Get into the quarterfinals uh, Keep that run going Gordon It's brilliant for supporters It's brilliant for club Financially it's brilliant as well um, And it's brilliant for Scottish football so, no, I think, um, you know, they'd have been allowed a little bit of scope, but then after that, it'd be really down to the hard work again. Roger, on the line, um, Roger and Uddingston, how do you how do you reflect on the title win, looking back the way? Because like I said, Sunday and Monday, a lot of it was about the emotion and just purely how it felt. And of course, there was a lot of um, off-field stuff um, with the scenes in George Square and so on. With a slightly more analytical hat on, what would be the what would be the sort of big moments across the season? I don't know if turning points exists because Rangers were on a, a sort of single track towards the title. But what what were the big moments? What were the the moments that you think were were really key to this? You know, I, I said to my I said to my son, he's he's nineteen and he would like to see Rangers do really well in Europe and hopefully get to the Champions League music and, and domestically they're supposed to do well. I, I I don't know. I think probably after the Celtic game on seventeenth October. I always get nervous after before watching most of firm games. I've been there. I've been there well over a hundred. I'll tell you. Um, I thought we were won that day, and the way Celtic imploded um, during October and November, and I thought to myself, "Well, we're in a chance." But in the, in the background of that, Gordon, you're thinking to yourself, "Well, it got to New Year." With um, a tough run in December, we St Man to the credit beat us two in the League Cup, as you know. Uh, then with a tough game against Motherwell, thirteen minutes to go, we're, we're one 0 down, and we, we grinded that out. Then we had St Johnston at Dermot Park, which we won. Then we had are a decent team on Boxing Day. We St Man again away. Then we had Celtic. Then Aberdeen and Motherwell. So the games were coming thick and fast. And I think myself, well, if we come through that unscathed, which we did, okay, we're up to a point at Mullerwell. The only team, incidentally, has taken three times we've played them and each team has got to go against us uh, presently. Um, Thank you for pointing one. that out, Roger. Thank uh, you. Not a problem. Um, but the fact is that um, well, when it came to that team, I kept saying to my son, I said, well, I think it's coming, son. And he's like, no, no, I need to wait, Dad, I need to wait. I thought, like, but we can only blow it. And I remember being on a call, I think it was night we played Hibs. Celtic fan thought we were going to catch us. I came on, we beat Hibs one on Easter Road. Games like that are tough and grinding out results and, and winning different ways. And the two particular games were Lake Paws and at home, one nothing and Mullerwell and three one before Christmas. They were two pivotal games for me because if the fans were there, I potentially think that we might have struggled with the guys were on their back, mm-hmm. but they showed a lot of character and it showed a lot of character in, in a lot of games and I'm delighted what we're doing in Europe. As I say at the start of the point, guys. I'll love me that continue Yeah Roger Hanna On a similar theme um, I will ban you from Mentioning the victories Against Celtic Because they're too obvious I think when you beat Celtic um, If you're Rangers Obviously they're the, the Kind of standout moments w- What other What other games Jumped out at you As real signs That, that Rangers were going to Go on and win this thing um, There were three or four Even dotting back To the first day of the season At Petodre When you look at that Fixture card for the first weekend Celtic at home to Hamilton Rangers away at Aberdeen um, it's hugely important for Rangers to go there and win um, Two wins for Stephen Gerrard's team at Petodre this season They hadn't done that since they last won the league in 2011 um, So going up there is 
a fantastic achievement if you can come back with six points. Um, the Motherwell game, Roger touched on there, Callum Lang scored the early goal, coming back and winning that with the three late goals as well, and also the win at Easter Road. If you can go to Aberdeen, you can go to Hibernian, and you can go to Celtic Park and emerge with maximum points, mm-hmm. fair chance you're going to be champions, Gordon. Yeah, because the head-to-heads obviously give you a, that, that breathing space, Gordon, mm-hmm. and they've beat Celtic twice, but... Celtic went to Pataudry Got that 3-all draw uh, Went to Easter Road It was a 2-all draw So these are the other fixtures In which Rangers managed to To sort of stretch their legs Yeah um, They were able to come out of Difficult um, situations that, Well everybody thought Here's a difficult game Going away to Easter Road When Hibs were You know Flying at the time Aberdeen I think Roger says there About Aberdeen First game of the season Sets a tone for me And I thought Rangers Were magnificent up there that day And they deserved to get their win uh, and that set the tone off, and that sets the confidence. And and we uh, sort of we saw signs of what they might be about, didn't we? Yeah. With Morelos operating deeper and trying to get runners beyond them. It was and a team. That, it was a team for me, Gordon, that had prepared, had or had, had worked in something different in the summer. Their preparation was right up there. Their confidence was there. They come away for Petori because it's a different. It's a different mindset that. First game of the season, you go to Aberdeen and, and you maybe drop your three points and lose and a wee bit of pressure on you right away because Celtic have got Hamilton at Celtic Park. I just thought that Rangers looked very confident that day and they never looked back. You know, mm. you can look at a lot of games, but every game they went into, they went in with confidence and everyone kept on. And I think every Celtic fan's hope was, right, they'll do what they normally do. The last time they'll get to the new year, they'll probably then... You know, start to drop points. Their formal dip, some, you know, something will happen to them. But they just kicked on, and it's even. And you, you don't like talking about the the old firm games, but it was rubber stamped when Celtic went there, and I thought Celtic played very well with the diamond in the first half, and Rangers mm. still got the three points. Uh, thank you very much to Roger. Let's bring in Justin, who's a Rangers fan down in Leicester. How are you feeling about it all, Justin? Hi guys, how you doing? Good, good, Roger. You okay? All good, thank hey, you, Justin. First time caller, so excuse the nerves. Don't be daft, Roger. You listen, you can't make more of a backside of it than the three of us will between now and eight o'clock. It's all good. No, well, obviously I'm still buzzing, absolutely buzzing. I've been floating since um, since Saturday, really. I, I, I didn't fancy um, the other lot to get a result against Dundee United. I must admit, um, although watching it on the TV as the game went on, I thought they've got to score, they've got to score, and we're going to have to wait, you know, a couple of weeks, but. It just didn't come, so yeah, just over the moon to get it. I was one of the ones that wanted it get it done as soon as possible and, and not take it to Parkhead. Um, but, you know, we've got other things to focus on now. We've we've got what we achieved, um, what we set out to do, the priority, and this is where my uh, my point is really, guys. It's start of the year was obviously to to stop the ten or get the fifty five, as we we want to call it. We've done that. We've done it emphatically. Nobody could see, you know, it coming how how the season panned out. But now we've got a chance of making a fantastic season into an enormous um, successful one. Europe is still in it. I think Europa League, you know, is going to be a little bit too much for us, but we've got a great chance of making the quarters. We've still got the carrot of going unbeaten in the league, which is a massive carrot for the lads. Um, and obviously the Scottish FA Cup has now come on the board and we've got a chance of making it um, you know, a League Cup double. I was just saying what the, uh, the lads think about us achieving those goals. Yeah, I still think that as, as you know, the league's won so early 
Uh, we're not even at the split. Usually it goes and there's still a bit of excitement. But I think Rangers have still got a lot to play for, Gordon. I think Justin uh, says it perfectly there. You know, the European run has been terrific. And players make their name in Europe. The manager makes his reputation in Europe as well, as much as winning domestic leagues. But I think the Scottish Cup's a massive one for him as well. Uh, um, I think if, I think Stephen Gerrard gets that taste his first bit of silverware once more. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to play for. And uh, and I do agree. I think they've got a terrific opportunity to get in the quarterfinals. Mm. And we've seen teams that are probably get to that stage in cup competitions before and they come up against the so-called bigger guns and they keep winning and confidence is everything and Rangers have got bags of it just now Can it work two ways Roger in this situation where Rangers have got over the line in the title race maybe that gives them an extra confidence if that's even possible and they go and swagger their way through the rest of the season play like champions enjoy themselves and, and win more things as Justin says Is there a risk on the flip side of that That you've achieved your main goals It's been a slog And there can be an inevitability That the foot comes off the gas slightly It's a different season I know the point you're making It's a different season I actually think the Scottish Cup this season I was a bit sceptical when I heard They were going to play it out But when you actually look You look when the fixtures are going to be I think the Scottish Cup could be more exciting Than it's ever been Um, The league's finished Rangers have won it The the League Cup's finished And Johnson have won it Effectively the Championship's finished Hearts have won it Andy Halliday's even scoring headers In that division now I mean it's just nonsense Um, So the Scottish Cup now Is where it's going to be at Really um, some of the rounds are played in successive Saturdays. It really is, you know, a bang, bang, bang to the end of the season. And I think that will fill Rangers with a wee bit more fresh motivation because they were, listen, I, I agree with Justin. I think you look at some of the quality of the teams left in the Europa League. You, you turn the telly on on Sunday and you watch Harry Kane and Gareth Bale with Spurs. And then, then later on, you watch Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford with Man United. That might be a step too far for Rangers just now. But in terms of domestically and in terms of the Scottish Cup, I think there's plenty of motivation there for Rangers There's plenty more in this season for Rangers How do you reflect on the, the title win, Justin? We were having a discussion previously about You know, maybe sort of key moments Or, or, or yes, landmarks along the way That made you believe it was it was possible What jumps to mind? For me, obviously what's happened over the last couple of years With how the um, the team's performed The post-Christmas With the um, the banter and the, um, the slanging of, you know With bottlers and, and things like that Obviously it plays on your mind a little bit I mean, obviously, we've been um, a bit different this season. There's been no winter break, no Dubai trip for us and, and things like that. And I think that's helped us help people, you know, um, throughout the winter. So, for me, yes, we didn't play well against um, uh, against them at Ibrox when we won the game. But then, you know, going away to Aberdeen, Hibernian, that month was a really tough month, January. And once we come through that little period, unscathed, um, getting the results, not playing well, but getting results, that's a sign of a championship winning team for me and that's when I uh, could relax a little bit and started enjoying the season really Justin, first time we've had the pleasure of your company I'm assuming you thought it was painless hopefully we can do it again sometime that was Justin in Leicester 01419511025 we're going to hear from former Rangers chairman Dave King he's coming up next You are the voice of Scottish football call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here 01419511025 If you want to get involved You can tweet us as well You'll find us over there At Clyde SSB Along with that disturbing image um, Of Gordon and Roger Mocked up as um, 
Harry and Meghan I, I noticed Ro- Roger I mean it seemed like everyone watched that last night Apart from him Because he just he just doesn't do anything conventional You know what what, what else were you doing last night? Were you, were you busy? What day was last night? Monday? Um, just No I was watching I was watching right. a new film <laughs> right, I, I don't and, like the way you just ended that, Roger. I think, I think we'll, oh, your old pal Kieran. Kieran. Um, funnily enough, I just see that um, Piers Morgan's leaving. Good morning, Britain. Roger, do we need to issue a hands-off warning to make sure they don't they don't snap up Gordon DL for the role? I've just done a I've just done a text message here from the the controller of Clyde One who says we won't be difficult to deal with. <laughs> they can have him for a box of pies. As long as his sidekick's not leaving, I would take that job, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Anthony, who's a Rangers fan in Wisha. Anthony, how do you look back on the success at the weekend and the season that led to it? How are you doing? You all right? All good, thank you. I was a bit nervous going into Saturday, I won't lie. I just, I just don't, think, uh, I don't think Rangers have been playing that well after the turn of the year. Uh, I'm not as convincing as before Christmas, but... Um, I just think they played Brown on Saturday. Uh, job done for half time. And just just had to wait in Celtic, see if they would see if they would beat Dundee United or if they would um, if they would fold. Like, I actually don't think Celtic played that bad on Sunday. We just couldn't put the ball in the net. Um, but I was proud of my team. I think they're amazing. I think they've had a great season. Um, I was on a couple of weeks ago, maybe a wee bit longer than that. Just talking about the guard the honour um, and just whether. If you think that Celtic will, will give us a guard honour I think I read that Hugh Keevan says that they shouldn't give it I don't know, I, I never read much into mm. it uh, But what do you think? Roger, Hugh did say that uh, I heard Hugh saying that at the weekend I don't think, Anthony, that Celtic will give Rangers a guard of honour um, They will cite previous titles When Rangers didn't give Celtic a guard of honour um, ha- Have there been... A- what other like for like scenarios I remember something similar a couple of seasons ago Was it exactly yeah. the same? I'm not sure if it, was, if it was the first game after the title where We now seem to have developed into a situation Gordon where guards of honour are offered for every game After a title is won um, I, I just can't see it happening I just don't mm. think it will happen I've no strong views on that I've never uh, It's one of these things that's crept into the game Over recent years Guards of honour um, They really mean nothing to me um, I'm quite sure if you were to ask the Rangers players All that matters to the Rangers players Is winning the mm. title Getting their title medals And watching James Tavernier lift that trophy In what will probably be the last home game of the season I would think They won't be bothered about guards of honour And whether other teams offer to give them To Rangers prior to the end of the season We'll wait and see I certainly wouldn't expect Rangers to get one at Celtic Park a week on Sunday How much does it matter to you Anthony? Does it really matter? No, it doesn't really matter as long as they go to Parkhead as champions. Um, you know, Celtic will need to put up in the headlines that they'll be welcoming the champions. That'll be a, a mm. battle for him as well. Eh? But no, you heard Neil Lennon last year. Obviously, we never made that last all for him game last year because the season got curtailed early. Um, but Neil Lennon says if it was our way about, that they would have they would have gave the guard the honour. Albeit he's not there anymore. Um, but no, because as long as Rangers go there as champions. Uh, beat Celtic in their own backyard. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Obviously, it's been it's been hard. It's been a long time coming. Uh, it was the season was almost too good to be true. Rangers were just different class. People say that Celtic have had a bad season, but that's not to do with Rangers. Rangers still have to go and beat the teams that are in front of them, mm-hmm. and they pretty much beat everybody bar a couple of draws. Uh, beat Celtic twice. Um, beat them without having a shot and goal. 
that's pretty much how good the season was. So I'm interested to see how well we can do in Europe. And I just wondered mm-hmm. what you guys are thinking. How, got, far, how far could they go? Put the first point to you, Gordon, since we didn't get your thought. Guards of honour, do, no. do, do you care enough? Anthony's no. not overly bothered, but... I I, no, I, I'm not interested in it at all, Gordon. And it's very easy. For I mean, he is right, though. Didn't I think there, there were comments, Roger? You're all, yeah. always good for we knew correct. I mean, Neil Lennon saying, yeah, you know, we, we would have done it. Is that not the easiest statement in the world to make when you're a champion saying, well, if the oppos- uh, opposition had won out, we'd have guarded on it? It's the easiest statement in the world. It was never going to happen anyway. I wouldn't expect Rangers to do it if Celtic come calling in the next game. And I don't expect Celtic to do it. And I really don't get caught up in it, Gordon, because at the end of the day, whether they do or not, you can't take away from the fact that Rangers are going out there as the champions. And the Rangers players, that's enough for them. Their their mission this season was to stop 10 in a row, as the Rangers fans say, get 55, win the league, Steven Gerrard, his first bit of silverware, so it does not matter a jot. Uh, John's also, um, Anthony, sorry, is again now already looking forward, Gordon. And it's funny how that happens. You reassess your goals. If you had offered Rangers fans at the start of the season, you can win the title early March, um, but you only need to crash out of Europe at, at the similar time. They would have absolutely taken your hand off for it. But now that it's won, you're allowed to look forward and say, all right, well, why not? Why not kick on and, and achieve the next thing? Well, because of the way the season's going, Gordon, and the form. Now, Anthony's saying there, well, I was a bit nervous and so I couldn't I can't understand why any Rangers fans are nervous. One, they were never going to lose a league. Have a look at the record just now. Have a look at the goals that they've conceded. Have a look at the goals that they can score. Look at their squad. Look at the way they're I know they weren't playing absolutely brilliant on fire, but they were still winning games. They were still playing well enough to go and win games. Their European form's been terrific. And you've just won the league. You're in such a high you look. You now believe that you can go further in Europe. You now get one eye in the Scottish Cup, and the Scottish Cup's difficult because obviously it's a knockout and it is a very difficult. And we've seen that going to St Mirren, so it can happen. But if you've won that, if you've got the taste of that silver, mayor, no, remember sitting in that dressing room at the weekend. There's a lot of players in there. That's their first trophy. That's their first achievement. They'll probably that what they've felt at the weekend. They'll be thinking, "We want more of this." And as a football player, that's the way you're selfish. You want more and more. So I'd expect Rangers to kick on until the end of the season. Now, I mean, Anthony, you were still nervous at the weekend, so this question might be wasted on you. But we've been asking uh, various callers about you know maybe a key moment that jumped out when you thought it was it was on, and, and all your fears started to dwindle away. When I started to believe it was that was really happening. Yeah, just a, yeah, maybe a key moment or a key game. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the old firm. Maybe the old firm game at Ibrox. Um, it was Ibrox because they played terrible, but it was never. We didn't play good at all. I mean, I can say that they were never had a. We never had an attempt to go. It's a, a Callum McGregor on goal. So, uh, you're, you're delighted at the time, but you're trying not to kid yourself on me. We were pretty dire that day, but. We still we, we kicked on after that. We never played great as Gordon says there a few games after it, but um apart from the European games you play brilliant and then you just think because of the last two seasons we've we've felt a bits in January. Celtic have then ran away with it. But uh, I think just we've got the squad. Mm-hmm. We've got the squad doing Gerard's got the team playing the way he wants to play. Just before I go, I just wanted to wee shout out to my, my wee pal, Mick Kelly. I know he's really hot now and when restrictions lift, I'll come down and give you a wee cuddle.
I, I think Mick might not let you in To be honest by the sounds of it Anthony But never mind That was Anthony uh, in Wisher Just on the back of that Let's bring in David and Cope Bridge uh, I think on the on a similar theme Hi David Hi how are you doing? All good how are you? It was just to, about the, the guard on I think we'll forget about the south end of the Muller Kintyre issue But regarding the, the, the Well it is <laughs> <laughs> you were right, David. You were it absolutely was. right. We uh, yes, absolutely. On you go. Right, so I'm in mean, this same school as Gordon Dale Bam, Celtic Daft, and I would give him a guard honour. You would? But they won the league. And it's, well, I would if it was up to me, because Neil Lennon, when we won everything, no Celtic, any competition, yeah, you won everything. No matter what, we won everything. Right, but we didn't win it this season. Neil Lennon's away now. But when Neil Lennon was the manager, and it was Rangers' duty and honour and all that, sporting integrity to give us a guard of honour, Rangers refused. So Neil Lennon said, if it was us, I would give them a guard of honour. Ah, so you want so, to be the bigger uh, man? Aye, that kind of thing. Aye, well, that's the kind of thing I'm, at, I'm on about. I'm, I'm wondering, Roger, I'm, on one hand, I'm... Slightly interested to see if if other Celtic fans agree with David, but on the other, uh, we need to spare ourselves two weeks of this stuff, surely. Well, I'd ban them now just to spare us the two weeks of it, Gordon. I, I, I see no point. I, I sort of suggested it there a minute ago when it was mentioned when Anthony called. I see no point to them. Um, all it does is cause ill will and ill feeling. And I, I, actually, the team being honoured, if you like, the new champions, it'll mean nothing. As Dad says, it means nothing to the players. They, they chase medals. They chase trophies They chase success mm. They don't say Oh listen We need to beat St Mirren this weekend Because that might mean We might get a guard of honour At Celtic Park It's a nonsense That's crept into the game In recent years It brings nothing to the game I would do away with them completely Right I'm sure we will This will be mentioned again But we, we can't do it every night For two weeks Surely Surely not Thank you though David and Cope Bridge For giving us the alternative view What about John In Dundee What's your point tonight John? I would just like to make a point. Uh, so first thing, call a wee bit nervous, but I'd just like to make a point about the other players. You know, uh, at the beginning of the journey, um, I'd like to thank them: Alan McCoy, who was the manager, uh, Lee McCulloch, Lee Wallace, uh, Kenny Miller, and, mm-hmm. and players like that that brought the journey on. I mean, people forget about them because the current team won won the title, and that's fantastic. But we've got to remember the other people, even Handy Halliday, Sale, other people as part of the journey that brought us here. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Roger. I noticed Stephen Gerrard name checked Andy Halliday, and we asked him about it on the show um, at the weekend. You get that, you get that sentimental thing from John, which is which is one part of it, and then the other part of it is that it is this team that's taken on to completely new levels. Even as as early as or as recently as the, the start of the season, people didn't think this was. Um, this was possible So where's the balance between you know, Recognising the, the, the contributions of teams gone by But, but also giving due credit to, to really the team that got over the line Yeah, there, there has been a great deal of sentimentality If you like, brought into it in the last few days And it was started by Stephen Gerrard When he name-checked Andy Halliday And you know other previous players, previous managers, etc It's a unique title for Rangers Simply because it's taken them so long To win the title back And because of everything they've gone through Since 2011 When they last won the title So, you know, John Other Rangers fans Stephen Gerrard himself They're perfectly entitled To look back at the contributions Of the Hallidays And the McCullochs And the Wallaces And the Millers And all of these guys Over the last 10 years um, The here and now though Is that it's the Taverniers And the Goldsons The McGregors And the Davises The Kents and the Morelos's who have won 
this title They've finished the job for Rangers And they deserve more credit than anyone else And the Rangers fans would like to thank Andy Halliday For flying the, uh, the plane over to Anadice <laughs> on Sunday And he was late for the show as well No, but I think everybody plays their partner, Gordon uh, Obviously the guys that get them over a the line They take the, the major you know, pats in the back And rightly so Because they've had to go up there when it's real pressure You know, this was a pressure season For both clubs you know, Celtic were desperate for a 10 and they just couldn't get there because of the way Rangers played. And I just thought the preparation from Rangers from start to finish has been absolutely perfect this year. I really do. And that's what they've got to be congratulated on. Uh, but everybody, and the supporters will recognise that, everybody from what they call the long journey, from the first game was at Peterhead in the third division. That was the first league game, yeah. The first league game, when it all started to where they are now. So everybody played a part John how do you reflect on that time I don't know if you were um, The type of supporter who managed to get along To some of these grounds Or, or were at Ibrooks during some of the humiliating defeats Or whether it was just in the comfort of your um, You know your TV But how do you look back on it No I went some of the games And some of the games were hard Some of the games were really hard to watch um, Some of the times we get, we, we get demolished And the banter we've had against us has been really hard I mean um, but you've just got to keep following your team If that's what you believe in you believe, You're grown up to be a Rangers fan That's all you ever want to be So you want to see them doing their best And this year has been so fantastic I mean my son's 23 He missed all the good times with Rangers when he was younger And to see him, his smile on his face When we won 55 was unreal It was worth every minute of it Yeah, I mean Roger the Naturally we we had a little you know collection of clips From over the years last night And different television stations And Rangers own in-house media but you truly could make a a three hour long feature film about that period and some of the characters that came and went on and off the pitch. Um, it it was looking back on it is quite something. Yeah, and I think Netflix have scored a spectacular own goal. They seem to have given a hundred million pounds to Harry and Meghan. They should have given that money to Rangers to for the rights for covering the last ten years. The story has been incredible from the day Andy Little scored that opening goal that they discussed last night in the show. In front of the Breakin Hedge in the Ramsons Cup in 2012, right the way through to Sunday afternoon when Kevin Clancy blew the final whistle at Tannadice. Um It is an incredible story. Um, it's not all been good times for John and the Rangers fans, as they will tell you. You know, it took them a couple of years to get out of that championship. There was problems in cup competitions, cup finals, cup semi finals. Losses to the likes of Annan and Sterling Albion along the way So it's not all been just a, a spectacular charge back From the bottom rung of the ladder To being champions There have been setbacks along the way But I think in a certain way It, it made it all the sweeter for Rangers fans When it was clinched on Sunday John's mentioned McCoyst, Wallace, Miller, McCulloch They're the memorable names I know Gordon's already kind you for being the Anorak earlier on You have one of the finest football memories That we experience on the show Who would be the un... Who would be the forgettable Mur- character? Murty. On no, but you still know Graham Murty. I'm not. I know he wasn't a success. I'm talking about the guys that you think. Oh my goodness! Remember him on or off the pitch? Well, Roger, I, give me your I, most obscure names. I'm, I'm going to cheat here, Gordon, because we have got here some product placement. We have an eight-page title pullout in the Scottish oh, Sun today. Eight pages, are we? And uh, narrow it down, oh, Roger. We did look at a few Juan Ma Ortiz. Yeah, yeah, wide wide player, Spanish yeah. wide player. Yeah, yeah. Mackay uh, for Australia. Nah, that's before though, isn't it? Uh, this is just before that. Aneste Salgirio. Yep. Emilson Crebari. Mm-hmm. And then, come on, Daz, here's one for you. This is going to be harder than beat the pundit. Mm. Name the Newcastle five. Oh, yes. 
I don't know their names, but I, I certainly. Can you do any of them? Your memory's hopeless. Yeah, the the, the lad, um, he was the best one. The big left footer. Right, um, but I need a name though. I, I don't. Vi- v- just, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've not even got to the full-time teaser Harris Vukic is Vukic, the one that you're, that's you're going so, for that's so, and There was one come up he, he was injured all the time, wasn't he? A lot of them were injured Roger, all the time there, there was one come back up a few years later And Mark Wilson took Mark about Wilson. A, a minute and a half to pronounce his name No bigger a man Yes Was he one? <laughs> oh, you're hopeless The <laughs> mother will lad yeah. the Mark Wilson sat in the stand for He was one of the Newcastle five, yeah Ah oh, right okay Is that be the pundit tonight? It is not And mm. Remy Street And yes. Kevin and Babu And so on Anyway There we go Why di- We digress Thank you to John In Dundee 01419511025 We're going to take more of your calls next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Dieller here at so one four one nine five one one zero two five to join in on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. There are other stories doing the rounds today. The Scottish FA has charged Nathan Patterson, Calvin Bassey, Bongani Zungu, and uh, the two Rangers youth players. The COVID five is that unfortunate nickname for their breaches. Um, the hearing later this month. Derek McInnes is no longer. The Aberdeen manager After 8 years in charge If you've got any thoughts on them Or anything else I know there's a lot going on Off the field as well Pick up the phone And let us know um, On the, the Covid-5 scenario Roger That is not Really It's newsworthy In the sense that We've been expecting it It's, it's not a surprise And these things um, Because they're not fast-tracked People have been wondering When and if it was going to come But it, it, was, it was always likely to come And now we have it Well I was wondering when And if it would come But you're quite right Gordon It was going to come along I don't know whether it's been delayed Because the SFA have a Have a new compliance officer Who only started work Eight days ago Andrew Phillips Whether they were waiting on him To come in To assess things And to issue a notice As a complaint um, I would imagine Given there were seven game bans Handed out to their teammates George Edmondson And not Jordan Jones There will be something Of a, of a similar um, order handed down to these players when the hearing takes place. And uh, Nathan Patterson's done well coming into the first team in the last two or three games um, since he's you know finished his self isolation. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he is sitting in the sidelines for the rest of the season potentially. Uh, let's bring in Jim, who's in Rutherglen tonight. Hi, Jim. How are we doing, guys? All good. How are you? More importantly, uh, feeling champion. <laughs> bet you. Uh, hi, big time. Listen, uh, this one's probably for Roger the Anorak here. Roger, I'm just looking at the, the Rangers' goal-scoring feats this season. 77 goals, 9 conceded. 20 different goal-scorers. Has there, ever, has there been a team in, in the Scottish Premier League ever had that feat before? 20 different goal-scorers is astonishing in the turnaround Stephen Gerrard has made in that team over the last three years. Yeah, but the only surprise, Gordon touched on it earlier on, mentioning right back to the first day of the season... When Alfredo Morelos looked to be in a sort of almost a, a different, more withdrawn role, and they've attacked as a team, they've defended as a team. Um, James Tavernier's goals, listen, we've, we've gone through that a few times. You, you look at Conor Goldson's goals, especially the two in the first Old Firm derby of the season, and e- even at the weekend, even in the it didn't quite clinch it because it was clinched at Tannadice on Sunday, but even in the game against St Mirren on Saturday, the goals spread through the team. Again, and it really has been a feature. And I was going to ask Daz later in the show. I'll ask him now: Who would be your footballer of the year? Because normally it's a it's a twenty five or thirty goal striker, or you know, there's an outstanding talent in the team that shines through. But this really has been unusually so 
a team effort from Rangers you, you could probably claim it Four or five or six Within that team As being candidates To be player of the year Yeah I can't I can't disagree with that Roger I think uh, I said earlier about Their achievements As a squad um, you, As I say You could put out Four, five, six players there And You wouldn't have an argument Against them But If it's me just now And I know that You tend to get Forgotten a little bit Because you've been out there the the game with an injury. I would still I would still put Tavernier's favourite for Scottish player of the year so far. Yeah? Yeah. I think he's assists, I think he's mm. goals, I think as a captain, everything about mm. him. Uh I know that sometimes, you know, you get an injury and he's been out for a, f- a few weeks now and people tend to look at other performances coming in, but Overall, since the start of the season, I think Tavernier's been brilliant. Jimmy, he dodged that brilliantly, Roger, didn't he? he the, what, in short, he doesn't know if that's the first time this has happened. Oh, I and I, I must admit, yeah, I, I, I don't know it. either. I don't know either, Jim, but I'm assuming that it will be there or thereabouts. It's quite something, isn't it? 20 different scorers. Uh, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, see, see on the Garda of Honour, I'm straight to the thing with this one. I don't want anything after them other than taking that trophy at their trophy cabinet. Simple as that Roger Hannett I think he's a man After yeah. your own heart He's um, He's not bothering at all uh, Jim uh, How do you look back on The kind of key moments That's been a bit of the, the Theme tonight I'm wondering if you had any Anything that we've not thought of Any games that, that Spring out to you As one you'll remember fondly uh, Nothing in particular But I just think it's Been phenomenal Just the consist- uh, consistency Of the team this season Nothing is <laughs> The season's not finished And I've still got a good bit to go So who knows Where it's going to end up <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Gordon, the goal breakdown has been quite something. Um, Jim mentioned, I think, 20. Uh, and if you look at, even even in the league, that there is no outstanding tally in the league. It's still James Tavernier, which is 11, mm-hmm. but it's the spread. Roof has got 10 in the league. Morelos has got 10 in the league. You then look at guys like Hadji with six. Goldson and Eaton have both got four. Aribo's got six. Arfield's got four. So it's been a real... Spread real team effort It's been such a turnaround Gordon Because prior to that Everyone depended on Morelis' goals You know And we said on the programme uh, Before the start of the season You know The midfield players Have got to start Chipping in with more goals And you find out That the right back Scoring like a centre forward The centre halves Like Golson's chipping in With important goals as well Barisic with Free kicks And you know Deliveries and assists So it's been a real Team effort um, and as a manager Yeah You love your centre forward To bang you 20 25 goals That's fantastic But when you're watching a team And you're thinking If my centre forward's not playing well today And he's he's, he's not on fire I'm getting goals for every single uh, Position of the pitch Apart from the goalkeeper But I'm waiting for him to score Before the end of the season There have been a couple of seasons Dan's where Morelos is at I think 29 and 30 goals Is this his best season though? Yeah, Roger, I've argued even when people were talking about Well, Morelis isn't doing that Morelis is a, it's been a team effort And he's been a massive part of that jigsaw for me And people can look and say Well, he didn't play particularly well And he didn't score And he's not scored in, in weeks It was, it's like Arfield people, Some people don't see how important Arfield at times is to Rangers Not because of the way It's because of the positions he takes up And leaves space for other players He's a very clever player I think Mar- Morelis And his, his playing career this season Has matured a lot but Quickly before we move on I'm just curious would, would anyone fall into the category of unsung hero? For you? 
uh, Glenn Kamara Yeah Not not quite got, I mean he has obviously Had praise But not as much as He's deserved then In no, your mind been The majority of praise it, it goes to You know McGregor and Davis It goes to Tavernier and Golds And it goes to Kent and Morelos I think Glenn Kamara Has been terrific um, I think Glenn Kamara Thoroughly deserves A new contract I know the manager Mentioned that a couple of times Earlier in the season um, Just goes about his work Very very quietly But, but very effectively um, and Rangers will do well to hang on to him. Yeah, Kamara's been brilliant, Gordon. And I, I do think that sometimes he's overlooked a little bit. And I can understand why, because usually the chats about Ken, Morelos, Davis, McGregor, mm-hmm. Tavernier, Kamara holds everything together. I think he's a terrific talent. Jim, thank you very much. Remember, there's a lot of other things doing the rounds. Aberdeen are looking for a new manager, the longest serving manager. In the Premiership until yesterday is gone Derek McInnes Aberdeen fans How do you feel about that news? Is it the right call? The wrong call? Who next? And uh, what about you Celtic fans? Because having to sit back and listen to all the, the celebrations And the reflections on the league What about your part in all this and where you go from here? 01419511025 It's time for this just now though Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football The lines close at 7 o'clock for Beat the Pundit So you have to be quick It's your chance to win a signed ball But you need to get past Roger Hanna or Gordon DL first So don't hang around Your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here 01419511025 to get your calls in at Clyde SSB on Twitter Aberdeen fans I'm keen to hear from you your manager is gone Derek McInnes long serving manager at the club is that the right call or the wrong call and where does it go next as of course um, as of course what does that even mean I'm, I'm slevering over words here Gordon DL You've, you were distracting me during the break why what was I, I, can't t- I can't tell people it's a family show mm-hmm. um but yeah, lots of off-field stuff going on at the moment as well If anyone's got lingering thoughts on that I'm sure you want to get them in And um, Celtic fans, what about you? It can't be easy sitting there and listening to all the Rangers fans Wax lyrical about their title win um, So where's it going wrong? What's next? Let us know 01419511025 Let's play this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time Let's bring in David in East Kilbride How's it going, David? Uh, not too bad, guys, yourself? Not too bad at all David, do you know what I'm noticing? Um, is the the way you can twist stats, right? Gordon DL's getting a little bit of stick For his Beat the Pundit performances this season And their old pal Black Arthur's been uh, keeping a, an eye on things He's sitting there with a 64% win record But Gordon, if you want to distort the stats You do have the most victories of all the pundits this season You've won 7 It just so happens that you've played 11 mm-hmm. But you know, what, what, what's that saying about stats and statistics, Roger Hanna? Lies, damned lies and statistics Where, where, where is Anorak? Where is he? Uh, the Anorak's played 4-1-3 So he's still got a better win percentage than you uh, no, I'm not getting. Just, I know. Yeah. I know who you'd rather play, David. I won't insult you by asking the question. Um, oh, I, I don't. I don't really want. I don't want to mention that in case in case I get humiliated. Ah, see, people are learning now because they've learned that if they say, "Oh, we want DLU," then oh yeah, they're getting the big ten. If they lose, if they, they get a big right. ten. Heads, it's Roger minus one. Tails, it's Gordon DL. 
And it is It's heads So it's Roger Hanna I'm afraid David He does start on minus one though uh, So you never know Answer quickly And you might be able To take advantage Let's make Roger Hanna Disappear for a little bit And we've done just that Right David it's pretty simple 30 seconds on the clock You're going head to head With Roger Hanna And uh, you can pass That's all you need to know Ready? Let's go Right 30 seconds Your time starts Now Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. Goodness sake, it helps if you press the right button. Here we go. 30 seconds starts now. Which championship side was Stephen Welsh on loan with last season? Martin. Who was the Aberdeen manager immediately before Derek McInnes? Calderwood. Who is St Johnston's club captain? William Craig. Who's the current longest serving Premiership manager in Scotland now? Pass. True or false, the highest league position Hamilton have had this season is 10th. Name any of Scotland's three World Cup qualifying opponents later this month Czech Republic How many sides are in all four SPFL leagues combined? 38 Okay let's bring Roger back Can we? We'll get Roger Hanna back on What's your problem? Oh, you? Dave's going so well Right, okay. Well, let, don't don't give anything away. Let's no, see what no. Roger can do. He starts on minus one. Are you ready, Roger? Yeah, go for it. Go okay, on. thirty seconds, and your time starts now. Which championship side was Celtic Stephen Welsh on loan with last season? Morton. Who was the Aberdeen manager immediately before Derek McInnes? Craig Brown. Who is the St Johnston club captain? Jason Kerr. Who is the current longest-serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? Stephen Gerrard. True or false? The highest league position Hamilton have held this season is tenth. True. Name any of Scotland's three World Cup qualifying opponents later this month Austria How many sides are in all four SPFL leagues combined? 42 What is Dunfermline's home ground called? East End Park mm. He certainly sounded like it He sounded like his anorak zipped right up to his chin there can, David can, 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 I, can I just ask a question? See the Stephen Welsh question? I think it was on recently no, wasn't no, it? No, on the other day mm-hmm. Oh, cut, cut the guy's a bit of slack He's yeah. not the same producer every night Sometimes there's a bit of an overlap I was on the other day And that was my question it was And a I couple still of weeks got ago. it wrong tonight Behave yourselves <laughs> uh, David, how do you think it went? I think he's just nicked his by one hmm, let's, let's D- D- David Boom, how many? One It's minus one he's on mate No minus five <laughs> Let's find out the damage Which championship side Was Stephen Welsh on loan with Last season Morton You both got it So David stays one in front Because Roger's minus one Uh, The Aberdeen manager Before McInnes Was Craig Brown Roger's level Who's the St Johnston club captain Jason Kerr Roger goes one in front What are you ooing at I thought it was Liam Craig No it's Jason Kerr Who's the longest serving manager In the Scottish Premiership Now it is Stephen Gerrard Would you believe There's been so much upheaval recently That it is Stephen Gerrard So Roger goes two in front uh, true or false The highest league position Hamilton have held this season Is 10th That is true um, You wouldn't put it past him Finishing 9th at the end of the season But that is true so mm-hmm. far So Roger by 2 still Name any of three Scotland's World Cup qualifying opponents Later this month Got a bit of sympathy for you David Because we are going to play The Czech Republic But not in the World Cup qualifiers Israel, Austria or the Pharaohs Roger stretches his lead 42 teams in the SPFL (laughs) And Dunfermline's home ground is East End Park Roger got every single one of them right David And you only managed two I'm afraid hard lines My prediction was right Only one ahead wasn't it? Where are you from David? He's He's Kilbride Oh you're actually closer to him than when you were to be the pundit (laughs) (laughs) David listen he's he's, he's formidable when he's in that form Thanks for taking part though good man No problem cheers Cheers, David What was the final score? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 It was 8 with your minus 1 So 7, 7, 2
I love David's <laughs> confidence. I think he's pitched <laughs> me by one. Oh, it's tight. It's tight. The family's sitting around the radio <laughs> listening. He needs a new anorak, though, doesn't he? <laughs> David needs one. David needs an anorak. Oh, this guy in here. Uh, guy Hannah needs a new anorak. Uh, uh, Andrew McLean's inspired me. I thought there were a couple of wee fly ones thrown in there tonight, like, like the, the, the manager. I thought that was a clever one because I, I well, I mean, it's it's been plastered all over the, the media I today. Just, I have to say, oh, was it? I, Do I you know who I was thinking? Yeah. Brian Rice, can't second, is he right? Okay. I thought they were tough last night. I listened to the show last night when the guys were on. I thought mm. they were tough questions last night. I can't remember. Right, Aberdeen fans, where are you? I know we have some, and every time a big issue with your club comes up, you get in touch. So, what about Derek McInnes? It doesn't get much bigger than this. He's been at the club for eight years, which is an unbelievable innings in the modern game. So, what what about that? Is is it the right time? Is it the right decision? How do you look back on, on his spell and what's next for your club? They have parted ways by mutual consent. The news broke in Roger Hanna's newspaper last night. It is an eight-year stay that was brought to an end following a recent dip in form. The club have also parted ways with Tony Doherty, who was his number two. You don't need me to rhyme off the CV, but in, in case you've forgotten, a League Cup victory in 2014, uh, four second-place finishes, um, a Scottish Cup runner-up once and a League Cup runner-up twice. So... What do you think, Roger? Um, it's a strange one. You have reeled off his stats there. He's won a major trophy. I think four consecutive second-place finishes, um, six consecutive European qualifications, cup finals, cup semi-finals, um, producing some outstanding young talent and developing some outstanding young talent that has then been sold on at a profit. Um, you look at our Scott McKenna, a Kenny McLean who was bought and then sold, Adam Rooney, Sam Cosgrove, um, you look at Scott Wright even, you look at Ryan Jack, guys who have moved on, so he's brought money into the football club as well. But I know that is currently an unpopular view with Aberdeen fans who have had to watch from home as a team scored only one goal in the last nine games. That said, as Dave Galloway said at the weekend, they're still within touching distance of Hibernian for third place. So, it's very much an argument that has polar opposites to it. The Aberdeen fans look at it here and now. They're unhappy. They feel the team should be doing better. But if you look at it from a neutral perspective, in the time that Derek McInnes has been at Aberdeen, Hearts have been out the top flight twice. Hibs have been out the top flight. Um, Dundee United have been out the top flight for four or five seasons. And he has maintained Aberdeen at the top end of Scottish football and whoever comes in after Derek McInnes has a hard act to follow. Yeah, I mean, Christopher Wren tweeted in, Gordon, something, you know, what did Aberdeen fans expect from their manager? They sell their best players, they always finish third, and they get to the odd cup final. They might regret uh, getting rid of McInnes. Yeah, it's a strange one for me, Gordon. I can understand the recent uh, forum. Um, the Aberdeen fans were sort of a slowly but surely turn against the manager. Um, you know, one goal in nine, Roger said. I think that they'd only won two in something like 13, maybe 12, 13 games, which uh, Aberdeen fans don't expect to happen. Um, Roger rhymed off stats here about his record and what he's achieved up there, but sometimes eight years is a long time in management. And I think maybe it's just Aberdeen fans look for a change, something fresh, a new style of play, whatever it may be. And uh, I'm sure Derek will take a well-earned rest and bounce back. But I'm surprised the timing of it. I don't see mm. the point uh, just leaving just now. I thought they would have probably waited, see how the Scottish Cup run 
we go. They're still going for third. And if they were going to park company, at least give Derek an opportunity to finish in a real high. To try and, and get somewhere in the Scottish Cup. I'm not saying they're going to win it. And obviously try and finish that third position against Tibbs. But they've decided to make that move just now and both parties have, have went their separate ways. Yeah, I mean, timing's one thing, Roger. I don't even know what the, what is the shelf life for a manager now. I suspect it's a lot less than eight years. So even if even if it even if it is a success overall, um, th- did you get the feeling that it was just it was getting to that stage? Because it, us from the outside is one thing, but how how did the locals, the season tickets, how do they feel about it? And um, it seemed that there was a a bit of a, a growing feeling that the time had come. Yeah, I think in these COVID times, when, when supporters can't get into stadiums. And jeer the manager The the weapon of protest this season is the bed sheet And Neil Lennon suffered it outside Celtic Park And when you saw Derek McInnes suffering the bed sheet treatment Outside Petodre You wondered if his days were numbered um, the, the mere fact you, you were discussing there and beat the pundit Stephen Gerrard, longest serving manager in Scotland's top flight That tells you the shelf life of a manager yeah. And it tells you it's significantly less Than the eight years that Derek and Tony Doherty Have just done at Petodre. Um, I think it'll be a long time before you see another manager in Scotland's top flight do eight years at any club. Now let's bring in Keith, who is an Aberdeen fan from Kirkintilloch. Keith, how did you react to that news when you when you heard it last night or this morning? Uh, very disappointed, Gordon, but uh, not anyway surprised. Uh, you know, the majority of Aberdeen fans sometimes uh, their expectations are, are overly high, given particularly the. The financial position that we have been in for the, the last couple of seasons, which has really led to uh, the demise of the, the standards of play on the field, unfortunately. Uh, so it's not a surprise, but due to the financial pressures and problems, where do we go from here? And that's the, the big talking yeah. point of who are they going to get? Uh, and you know, you're talking about a whole replacing a whole management team mm-hmm. uh, obviously Tony Doherty is going out the door as usually happens so yeah. you know it's, it's a big concern moving forward Before we look forward then let's reflect a little bit more on, on the decision it sounds to me you are accepting that it, that it was the right decision but reluctantly is that is that accurate? Just uh, probably about 55-45 in favour I mean the results particularly the distinct lack of goals. I mean, you can only sustain that for for a fairly short period of time, uh, particularly the position of Aberdeen, yeah, the, the kind of top end of the table. So, yeah, just about in agreement. But I say the, the worrying concern is that the quality of replacement, uh, not only of the manager, but the, the rest of the coaching staff that come in. Will he be... Obviously, the, f- the feelings now are one thing. Keith, you know, you're in the moment, but overall, I mean, he'll be considered a very successful Aberdeen manager, will he not? Yeah, but at the same time, probably to some degree underachieving. You know, when when you look at what he actually won and how far he got in a lot of the the, the cup tournaments, and probably at the one stage I felt like to take advantage in the league when there was a, a real slump. There was just a think a light that they may have done significantly better uh, had an opportunity but again the, the forum failed them a bit I guess it depends what your criteria is Roger or how you how you frame that, that question because Keith Wright in terms of other 
Opposition Rangers obviously had, had their difficulties And Hearts weren't strong And Hibs weren't strong And, and even Celtic maybe under Ronnie Dyla Could in some people's minds Have been there for the taking So should they have won more w- Will there be a stage where You take a step even further back And say look at where Aberdeen were When he took over And look at where they are now Yeah and that's why I say that, you know The argument has got polar opposites to it um, One of the things that will hurt Aberdeen is Watching the likes of St Johnson Win the League Cup a couple of weeks ago St Johnson now two trophies in seven years Aberdeen I think have had one trophy In something of the region of 26 years or something like that Since um, you know, that, The League Cup won at Celtic Park in 2014 Was the first I think since 1995 And they won the same trophy They haven't won the Scottish Cup I don't think since 1990 So this is always held against managers um, One of the things as well I think that's held against Derek Is the record against Celtic and Rangers In one-off games um, they haven't done enough to lay a glove on either of the old firm regularly And I'm not just talking the cup competitions You know, just week in, week out in the league We discussed earlier on Rangers winning there at Petodre in the first day of the season Rangers going back to win there again after the new year First time in 10 years they had won both league games at Petodre. Um Celtic regularly over Derek's tenure Not just in cup finals and semi-finals, league games as well have beaten Aberdeen A couple of heavy beatings Up at Petaudry as well So that is held against them too But as I said Whoever comes in next Has a hard act to follow Simply because of the consistency That Derek's teams achieved Four second place finishes I think one third Two fourth place finishes They're fourth again Irregular participants In European competitions Regular participants In cup semi-finals as well So it's, it's going to be tough for whoever comes in where to maintain I, wh- that Where I feel sorry for him a little bit Gordon I don't mind Managers get the sack Derek knows that Every manager who goes into a job Knows that they might get the sack They eventually do at some time Or go to a different club and get the sack But I think he deserved the end of the season I really do And then part it ways Because Derek showed Aberdeen a lot of loyalty uh, When Rangers ca- uh, came calling And it, it could have been easy for Derek McInnes and you know his assistant Tony Dock to, to jump ship and go to a club the size of Rangers he decided to stay with Aberdeen ok he was well rewarded for it but he stayed with Aberdeen they showed a bit of loyalty so I don't know why they've they've decided to part ways now for me I think he should have been given to the end of the season and mm. then start afresh for Aberdeen and Sunderland too as well remember Daz he yeah. turned them down instead uh, Keith you said your biggest concern now is about what's next you'll have seen some of the names that are getting thrown around um, familiar names to, to us, lots of them from Scottish football. Anything that jumps out at you as being a good idea? Uh, I, was, I was thinking about it tonight. I hadn't heard the majority of the names, to, to be perfectly well, honest. Roger, give Keith a couple of names. That are, Stephen Robinson is obviously one. Uh, Stephen Glass would be another, I think, Roger. Early early names anymore? Um, no, they're the kind of main ones. I've seen a few other names mentioned, the likes of Sean Maloney. Who um, You know Well known to the city of Aberdeen um, I think look, Stephen Glass has been the one That has consistently bounced about um, A hero When Aberdeen won the League Cup in 95 um, Cutting his teeth In a coaching sense Around the globe I think he's been in Ireland He's he's now in the United States Working at Atlanta United um, He had a brief spell An interim spell in charge Of Atlanta United's first team I believe he's now in charge Of their second team there So knows Dave Cormack whether that is a will, will help him, I don't know, but it will be fascinating to see. I mean, where do they go? Do they go and look left field like Stephen Glass, or do they go to a Stephen Robinson who's worked in the league before, a Jim Goodwin 
Who's doing great work in the league just now Callum Davidson is doing great work in the league just now What are Aberdeen's ambitions And how far will they push the boat out To mm. get a manager and to back a manager Any of them tickle your fancy Keith or would you rather wait till a few more names emerge None of them tickle my fancy to be perfectly honest and again that's a worry is the the financial position on what they can do to encourage somebody that, that maybe does uh, bring a bit more uh, thought to the Aberdeen fans, mm. somebody that you know they could really say oh, great choice. Would you, would you take Neil Lennon? Once they come in uh, who you know how much has he got to spend and the answer to that is going to be very little what about Neil Lennon Keith in a word Keith if you can or push for time uh, not for me no thanks okay uh, Gordon what but just quickly Ross Nicholson is he worth a is he worth a shout I think he's got the credentials well I've got I've got all my money on him uh, he's a ter- he's got some CV terrific I mean, manager up, up and coming un- yeah, you know, yeah, untested he's, he's at that level right to the top he knows the club very well Gordon knows all the players I think he'd be a fantastic choice yeah, if you've not seen this 21 year old Aberdeen fan Ross Nicholson has emerged on the list high up on the bookmakers <laughs> list for the Aberdeen job but only because his mates all created a fake Wikipedia profile listed him listed his managerial Credentials And I guess maybe put, Did they put a bit of money on him um, They managed to get him up to third favourite He's 7-1 to one, Ross Nicholson He's just an Aberdeen fan D- Daz If you're a tenor Would you put it in Ross Nicholson or the Mushroom Oh Ross Nicholson I'll tell you what I would put a pound in the Mushroom Here's what he had to say I love this story Basically a very funny And weird Last uh, 15-16 hours or so um, Somehow a little tweet Now <laughs> um, Gone all over the place And is on Skybet Um just, oh, it's just funny. Um, obviously, nothing serious. Um, quite nice to see me settling in uh, third favourite, seven to one. Um, would happily take the job if Dave Cormack came calling. Um, that would be a no-brainer. Uh, but no, just a little bit of fun. Um, didn't expect it to appear uh, properly, but it was a group effort by uh, a couple of my pals, and uh, they landed me in it. But uh, no, it's all it's all about fun, and I'll happily laugh it off. Scottish football never change Thank you to Keith and Kirk and Tillock Go 1419511025 I think we're going to speak to Tony next We've got a full time teaser More of your calls as well Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here We're about to speak to Tony We've got a full time teaser as well Um Celtic have just issued a very, very interesting statement, Roger Hanna Interesting in that it doesn't say very much Celtic Football Club statement, it says We are not half of anything, not our problem One club since 1888 Um, Someone will need to explain that to me, I have to say Is this on the official club channels? It's on Twitter Um I'm all, you always double check Is that the official account You know Has it got the blue tick It's got the 713,000 followers Yes Has someone hacked it I, you, you never You know When you when you first see it You always have to try And, and uh, double check these things But um, that's all it says At the moment um, I'm sort of Baffled by that I have to say um, I don't really know What they're getting at there Do they mean They're not half mm. of The old firm Do they mean I don't know I don't know, someone would need to clarify that for me Well, Do funny, we know anyone at Celtic? Uh, <laughs> you try to find the, out The media department? Um, funny you say that because um, Got a bit of a an update or 
question mark perhaps hanging over the upcoming Old Firm match and I know lots of you have seen a lot of the off-field stuff today some interesting news that, that we understand um, serious discussions going on surrounding that match so I'll talk to you about them in just a second let's bring in Tony because he's been hanging on for ages uh, and uh, Tony one more minute won't kill you sorry I'll quickly give these two their teaser Derek McInnes was at Aberdeen for seven years Named the other 11 men since 1990 Who've managed a Scottish side for at least seven years During a single spell right. A single spell Yeah, I'll leave that with you uh, Right, Tony, sorry, you've been on for ages What's your point tonight? I would just like to congratulate Rangers Winning the trophy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel unacceptable And for the Aberdeen manager Could he go any wrong getting Getting Neil Lennon And the reason I say that if they bring, if they let Neil Lennon bring his own people, what Celtic never done, we would we would have retained the role. And I think the point you're talking about just before that about the uh, the no people, I think this they're, they're shouting about fifty five titles. They never won fifty five titles because mm. they became a new company. I think that's what that. Uh, Twitter means. Um, that's not how I would understand those words, and I know, Roger, how many times has, has that debate been raised on this show since 2012? That it's not one we'll ever be able to satisfy people on. If, if, if Tony wants to believe this is Rangers' first title, I, I'm, I'm, is it getting to the stage where you, you, you almost leave people to that? Because I don't know how we would convince such a, a an ingrained opinion. If you wanted to, maybe you would agree with. Well, it. I said to the first caller last Tuesday night, I think it was Charlie came on and asked the question: um, If they're playing in blue. And they're playing out of Ibrox And they call themselves Rangers I tend to think that they're Rangers And I would treat what was won at the weekend as a 55th title I mean Gordon is, People will get very excited about this stuff But but after nine years We could fill five hours of the, the same mm. the same stuff on that Round and round in circles So I, I'm not really inclined to do that Maybe there will be a time for it I'm not sure half past seven When I've got a massive um, issue to raise Regarding an upcoming match between the sides What about the other point though? Neil Lennon Aberdeen says Tony um, Well he was named in one of the papers today um, That he's in the running for it Gordon I don't really Look I like Neil I've got a lot of time for him I was interested in Tony's point there If Neil was allowed to bring in his own men He'd have, he'd have got 10 in a row I, I don't know where he gets that point from I really don't So basically what he's doing is saying Well the manager's not to blame It was his backroom stuff So I don't agree with that first and foremost uh, Neil Lennon for Aberdeen We heard the Keith Who was an Aberdeen supporter on And his answer was Not for me And I think a lot of Aberdeen supporters I'll have the same answer as Keith uh, Roger Neil Lennon You threw the question And is that because you think it's realistic Or were you just mischief making? Um, a wee bit of both To be perfectly honest L- Listen If this question had been asked to me Six months down the line Or twelve months down the line I would have thought it was a realistic uh, Goer I just wonder if it's too soon after Neil's departure from Celtic To go into another job like this um, He's gone to Hibs before And he's gone down south before He will want to continue his managerial career uh, I just wonder if it, And it's not just Aberdeen Any vacancy that came up in the last 24 hours All the next couple of weeks or couple of months I think might be too early for Neil uh, Thank you to Tony Anything that jumps out as the On the teaser quickly See, is it the Premier League Gordon or just, just Scott Jim McAnally's the longest, isn't he? Yep, Jim McAnally's on that list. Well done. Right. Okay. Uh, was Tommy Wright at St Johnson. Um, no, just under. Not quite the full what seven about years. Alec Neil at Hamilton. No. 
No, we're near it. No? No. What? That took over from Billy Reid, didn't he? About Jim Jeffries at Hearts? Not at Hearts. Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock, yeah. 2002 to 10. Yeah. I should have known that. I met Jim a few times down in Trin. I gave you one of the answers there. How long was it? I just gave you one. Where was it? Who did Alec Neil take over from? I didn't even realise when I looked at the list. I literally said his name about 15 seconds ago. I didn't pick you up I'm sorry <laughs> Who did Alex Neil take over from At Hamilton At Hamilton Ackies yeah. I'll need to get back And have a think Oh come on Who did they take over From Ackies That's a great um, question um, He took over from I'll tell you where You'll find him now In the Bombay Dreams menu Alongside Mark Wilson Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Billy, Billy Reid <laughs> I thought we were going to say Eric Bristol there Right yes Billy how, Reid how, how long was Mark Wilson At breaking? Seven two, weeks Two hours uh, Right I think that This Celtic tweet Um Lots of people kind of tweeting in Yeah well that's because We don't want to be associated with Rangers There is no old firm We're not part of that Which um, I'm seeing lots of them uh, Gavin has sent me a message as well He says Douglas Park wrote a letter to the First Minister today In which he referred to The other half of the old firm In reference to Celtic fans uh, During the yeah, winter Right okay um, So A little bit of context um, I think regular listeners to the show Will know that We'll we try where possible To go for sort of on field But this stuff it might be in serious danger of becoming a huge on-field story, Roger. Um, let's just try and sum it up in, in, in recent times. You all saw the Rangers fans outside Ibrox, then at George Square. There's been a lot said after that. It's become a real war of words between the club, the Scottish government, the police, Glasgow City Council, and it has descended into a bit of he said, she said, and statements and, and letters and all the rest of it. Causing a bit of a stir out there on, on social media um, The First Minister got heavily involved today um, Saying the scenes over the weekend were disgraceful and selfish She says Rangers should have done more to stop it from happening From the Rangers side of it They wrote a letter to her They accused her of a dereliction of duty And a lack of leadership for not engaging with the club They're not also not happy with John Swinney's claims That the silence was deafening They believe that some of the stuff is inaccurate Unbalanced and unfair um, Douglas Park also highlighting They used Tannoy announcements Outside the stadium In an attempt to disperse the crowd So Bit of a war of words Roger Very much off field But We understand tonight That that game The, the game That's meant to be coming up Between the sides is, is in serious doubt There is A serious consideration As to whether that game Will go ahead Or At all Or perhaps Whether it will be At a revised Date Such as the level of Displeasure um, that the Scottish oh, government feels Gordon, what Yanis Hadji put in the net On Saturday afternoon was a football What we are debating now is a mm. political football mm. Because you have to remember That people are attacking this From very different agendas um, Rangers, if you're to believe the statements No reason not to believe the statements That have been made by Stephen Gerrard Douglas Park and the club in general They believe that they did everything in their power to dissuade, convince, whatever you want to say, the Rangers fans, not to break social distancing rules, not to flout lockdown laws, to try and stay safe in these COVID-19 times. Um, Scottish Government and Police Scotland believe they could have done more. Um, this isn't an issue that's going to go away, but if you're telling me there is a question mark over the game taking place at Celtic Park a week on Sunday... It would not surprise me one little bit because this is a season which has already seen Celtic games, Aberdeen games, put off because of government instruction. It's seen other games put off because of COVID controversies. 
Um, so in this most chaotic of seasons and in this most chaotic of times for Scottish society, um, I don't think you could rule out anything. Yeah, I mean, again, this is our understanding this evening, and there, there are you know options on the table. Um, Roger, ranging from, you know, d- like I say, deferring the fixture, putting it back a bit. Do you consider? All fixtures is, is that a way of doing it Rather than, than, than cherry picking that one Could all the fixtures suffer um, These are some of the things That might come out well, In the in yeah, the coming days yeah, You're luring me into The field of politics now Which isn't my area of expertise But um, It must be a consideration For the Scottish government That If they were To put football Back into cold storage Then a lot of football fans might not be keen to vote for the SNP come this election in May. Um, I don't think it's a good message to send out. Uh, yes, there were Rangers fans out in the streets at the weekend. Um, we've seen it before with football fans. We saw it when Liverpool won the league, when Leeds were promoted back to the Premiership. Um, ahead of the Scottish Cup final, we saw Celtic fans. We saw Celtic fans again after the, the Ross County defeat in the Betfred Cup at Celtic Park at the tail end of last year. Um, these things happen There's an inevitability about them As I said at the weekend um, It's going to be interesting to see how The football authorities deal with it Because what more can clubs If we generalise for a minute What more can clubs do? How can clubs be held responsible For mm. something that happens in George Square On a Sunday night or a Monday night? Well Nicola Sturgeon wanted Rangers on, on in this occasion And I think she referenced Celtic as well previously um, t- Simply to do more To up their communication To be stronger Tell fans to stay at home In advance of the event And then once the event starts unfolding Tell them to go home in no uncertain terms That's what she was um, getting at today Yeah So I, I, I just think there's too much um, there's too much invested in Scottish football For the season not to finish There are expensive TV deals Already fans aren't getting allowed into clubs I don't think Nicola Sturgeon or the Scottish government Will want to be seen to be mm. pushing a club Into the financial abyss An election mm. year It doesn't It doesn't yeah. play out well I mean that, that said So l- analyse closely some of the, the things she said today And I'm not even necessarily on about Blaming Rangers or not blaming Rangers Because in typical fashion in this part of the world This has become a very partisan argument Either based on which football team you support Or which political party you follow Yeah. Um, so, But I'm trying to, to cut through that Which is mission impossible It would um, Given the fragility of the situation we face right now We cannot simply turn a blind eye To what happened at the weekend And we won't Now these are unprecedented times So I don't know for sure But I, I can't imagine there is a an automatic punishment which the Scottish government can give to Rangers specifically because, it, like you say, no. it was a, it was a group of fans. Yeah. They, they went out. It's not like um, you know the club had had a, a huge role to play in that. Although um, you know Nicola Sturgeon believes they could have done more. So is that going to be the likely outcome that, that football is going to have to suffer in some way because she's saying they can't turn a blind eye? So what what does that mean? Well, oh, oh. and the, the information reaching us tonight is that. Certainly the old firm game Amongst others Is in serious doubt Yeah I just cannot see A, a situation where Bearing in mind There's two old firm games left Of the last six fixtures In the Scottish Premiership Calendar Gordon One will be Celtic v Rangers One will be Rangers v Celtic um, There's a chance It could be An old firm Scottish Cup final as well So Are all three of these games Not going to take place I, I have to say I would doubt it 
Um, I think the government is tonight um, in a situation where they are desperately trying to find some sort of punishment, some type of sanction, some type of warning shot um, to Scottish football and to Rangers in particular. Um, I don't think cancelling the season, postponing fixtures uh, or anything of that ilk is something that needs to be played out. Uh, like I say, that's the information reaching us tonight That that game is in serious doubt That's not me saying it's definitely going to be off But there are serious considerations being given To either moving the old firm game uh, Cancelling it, call it what you will What do you make of that? 01419511025 Let us know right now quickly on the teaser Anymore? What about Bobby Wilkinson? Mm, no Jim Leishman, Jimmy Collier No, no, no What about Dick Campbell? Dick Campbell must be one No, not at one club, no Oh no. yeah, sorry, Forford Yeah, yeah, he's there what about Ian McCall? Nope That's an obvious one you're missing A really obvious one uh, An obvious one? Hmm Is that currently in position? No Hmm What about Jim Duffy? Nope But it was a seven year spell And a very very memorable seven year spell for this manager Walter Smith Walter Smith Right we'll oh. get the rest of the answers next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's late in the day We're on the home straight But we told you just before the break We understand that the Old Firm game The upcoming game Is in serious doubt On the back of uh, Nicola Sturgeon's comments In the Scottish Parliament today um, we'll try and take some calls on that Like I say it is late in the day um, That that information is reaching us this evening Quickly on the teaser What have you got Because we don't want to dwell too long Patterson at Inverness Yes Steve Patterson. Patterson So this is a Derek McInnes inspired name 11 other men since 1990 Who've managed a Scottish side For at least 7 full years During one spell You've got Billy Reid Walter Smith Steve Patterson Jim right. McAnally Dick Campbell Jim Jeffries I'm going to throw Ron Alexander in Nope <sighs> What about Alan McGraw at Morton Yes great shout Oh that's your thing. Any more? No? Move on? No. Right, okay. Uh, let's can, bring can, it. Can I just double check Gordon Dale at air or no? How long, how long were you here? Oh, I had nine years. <laughs> You're unbelievable. Honestly. What's done, Roger? <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> I never got that. According to John Smith, who sent the question, it, w- it was only seven years. No, it was more than that. Well, anyway. Was I, it? I don't know. <laughs> Clearly. Right, let's bring in William, who's a Rangers fan. In Barhead William We've just been talking about The fact that We understand The Old Firm game Is in serious doubt On the back of Nicola Sturgeon's comments today Which came in the back of The celebrations over the weekend What's your own take on it? Just before I mentioned What I was going to say Gordon Dales Is a comedian He can't even remember How long he was a manager He's a nightmare William I mean You see every night He's a nightmare I'm starting to believe it Because I always thought He was one of the good Good guy, nice player when he was at Ibrox and all the rest of it. But Jesus, man. He, oh, no, he's a good guy, William. He's just, he's just I'll, got a very I'll bad look memory. forward, William. I never look back. You know? Yeah, he keeps me on my toes. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'll tell you what it is. What the guys just said about Nicholas Sturgeon. There was a guy on the news at 7 o'clock, a guy called Patrick, Patrick Harvey. I take it he's something to do with the SMP and the government. He's wanting the football stopped now. Not now, now. But that's not my point. I'm just bringing that in because that's what's happening with Nicholas Sturgeon and the SMP and this Patrick Harvey. They're wanting the football stopped. What I'm hearing about, son, is I'm 72 year old. I've been on the phone a couple of times. I've been going to Ibrox since I was 10. 
And I went through the good times, the bad times, when we were dumped into the second division. And as Hugh Kevins and Gordon and all the other guys on the, the programme have said, it's miraculous what they've done because they've been selling for a port of saying, you know, Rachel Livers, we'll be, we'll be dominant for 25 years. I remember them saying it. But this is my point. This is really my point. I want the Rangers supporters to think in what they're doing. They're not doing anything for the club. I know how they feel. I want to go out and celebrate and fireworks up in the sky and all the rest of it. I want to be there. I'm 72 year old. I can't be there because I'm trying to calm myself down. You know, let's go to August when we put the league flag up. Whatever first game, second game, I do not know. I hope Raiders then put a party on that lasts from, say, 1 o'clock or 12 o'clock in the day to 6 o'clock at night. They should do. To give... Is that, the, ne- is that the next night, William, or the same night? What night are you talking about here? When you have the party that starts at 12 till 6, is that 6 o'clock the following night? No, 12 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock at night. Right, no, no, okay. no, 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 Stephen Gerrard and all this we're talking about how great we are buying season tickets I've got mine again this year I've been buying my season ticket for aye how long is a piece of string um, no I want the Rangers to take a wee bit of license get it into their brains we don't need to do this we have won the league we've come back for 10 years buried in the mud and we don't need to go back there Nicholas Sturge has talked about the Celtic, the Rangers Celtic game at Parkhead, right, fine. This Patrick Harfley is wanting the football stopped from now to the end of the season. Okay, we're still going to the league. There's no satisfaction in that for me. Yeah, I mean, things you never thought you would clear up on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Patrick Harvey's the leader of the Scottish Green Party, William. But um, yeah, you'll have seen him on, on television and radio stations like this one speaking in Parliament today. Roger, I'm not sure we could cut through all of this in a two hour show, never mind in the last five minutes. Um, and like I said, the, the, I don't, I don't mean to skim over it, but it's the bit that we, we we almost have to cut through because if you're a Rangers fan, you're naturally going to want to defend your club on that side of it. Depending on your political leanings, you might not care very much for what Nicholas Sturgeon and John Swinney have to say on the matter. The police have, have had their say. Glasgow City Council have had their say. William is a a Rangers fan, advanced in his years. He won't mind me saying, and, and he he would rather that, that the Rangers fans didn't go out there and celebrate. Could the club have done more? Would it have made any difference? That's part of the debate. Um, I, I'm not sure it would have made a great deal of difference. Um, I spoke about this in the show on Saturday, before kick-off on Saturday, when we had seen that initial gathering outside Ibrox. I think at that stage, that gathering had actually dispersed. Alison Conroy could tell us. And we hoped at that stage that there would be no more gatherings. But I think all of us suspected there would be more gatherings over the weekend. You saw them again at Ibrox on Sunday. You saw them at George Square on Sunday. You actually saw them in some provincial towns up and down the country on Sunday. So it's difficult to hold anyone at Rangers responsible for what Mm. groups of individuals want to do in their own spare time. Um, Those people, you know, for me it's wrong. Uh, You're flouting lockdown laws. You're putting yourself at risk. You're putting others at risk. You are breaking the law. It is wrong. Um, there is no justification for it at times like this, but I think we all realised it was going to happen, Gordon. Yeah, I mean Rangers' side of this is they say that they they did do 
things to, to combat it They had Steven Gerrard with his high profile speaking out on it On a couple of occasions They had Tannoy announcements at Ibrox amongst other things Then then we're in the, the really um, detailed stuff about Communication between Rangers and the Scottish Government and, and who did what and who didn't act on it and so on We definitely don't have time for that at four minutes to eight uh, Four minutes till the show finishes, sorry Um but in terms of maybe covering your own back then, Roger, is that the right expression? Because you're saying you don't think it would have made any difference. Um, but but maybe just stronger wording, maybe then once the crowds start to appear at George Square, can you then come out and say, you know, please go home? Is that what Nicola Sturgeon was looking for? Well, is that, that what it sounded that, that's like? That's exactly what Nicola Sturgeon looked for. When she starts tagging in at Rangers FC on her tweets, <laughs> that is definitely what she's wanting. And listen, Rangers perhaps could have gone a step further. They perhaps could have put out more messaging for their supporters. But the club of now, Stephen Gerrard said it tonight, Douglas Park said it in his letter, the club have said it mm. in statements, they believe that the messaging they put out was proportionate and was enough. The other thing that she wasn't happy with, though, was that in that three-page letter from Douglas Park, nowhere was there... Regret over what happened um, Yeah That's a point I, I think that is probably a fair point But again um, You know a, a, So much of this is political yeah. You know you, you see the First Minister standing up today There are bigger things going on in the country Difficult for us mm. to see through it at the minute Bigger things going on in the country Than Rangers supporters celebrating a title win And yet it was the first thing that the First Minister spoke about today So you have to Note there are politics at play in this as well, Gordon. What the Rangers fans did was wrong. I am not condoning it for a minute. There was mm. lockdown laws were flouted, um, but but this will rumble on, and I would like to hope it doesn't lead to postponements or cancellations of fixtures between now. And the end of the Scottish domestic season I mean Gordon Believe me I would love to be just talking about Football teams mm. and players And performances and results And who's good and who's not And how did the How was the title won and lost But the reason we're discussing it tonight Is because of that game Which is due to take place on the field Is now apparently Or we understand that, it, that it's in serious doubt So you know it, it would be Crazy of us not to acknowledge that Yeah of course And it'd be disappointing Gordon uh, If the game didn't go ahead Because I think that Everyone's looking forward To that game They always do It's the biggest game In our calendar It's sad when we We've worked so hard This season And you know To even get football Because football brings So much to everyone Families Everyone concerned I know that's very difficult Not being able mm. to go to the stadium But at least we're getting football You can watch it on your TV and it's a sad state of affairs when we're having to talk about this now. Uh, listen, this is undoubtedly going to rumble on tomorrow and beyond. So uh, we'll we'll do more of it then. Thank you very much to William in Barhead. William, hope you're staying safe. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five will need to be the number for tomorrow. Now uh, we're almost out of time. Quick managerial appointment tonight to tell you about Edinburgh City's new manager Gary Naismith, um, former Hearts and Scotland player. It's the Gordon DL Derby tonight as well. Yeah, right in here. Glen Afton Motherwell Bridge works. Motherwell Bridge is nowhere near it So it's not a derby Yeah you're right Kirkcaldian It's the Gordon DL derby Yeah okay Gus McPherson Oh right no On the teaser no Alright John McCormack Nope Alright Roger Help What about Jockey Scott at Dundee No Bert Payton at Dunfermline Not let me remind you the question quickly It's in tribute to Derek McInnes 11 other men since 1990 Who've managed a league side in Scotland For at least 7 full years during a single spell Dick Campbell, Gordon DL eventually Jim Jeffries, Alan McGraw, Jim McNally Steve Patterson, Billy Reid, Walter Smith Alec McDonald at Airdrie Yes, well done 91 to 99 
Uncoil. coil No Gardner Spears Nah Clues Game Teams quick Right okay um, Sterling 2002 to 10 That's easy Brogan no. John Brogan Sterling mm-hmm. I should know that John O'Neill No also managed Morton After that I think Yeah it would have been Managed Morton to that Famous League Cup win At Celtic Park It's not Ray Stewart then Alan somebody Yes Alan Oh we Alan Moore Alan, Alan Moore. Moore Well done And the last one This guy played under you for air 96 to 97 He played under you And he was the Berwick manager Quite a tough one Ian Little No No he never played under I didn't know any Berwick managers Well no you did This guy played under you And then he, he By the looks of it He left air to go and manage Berwick Whilst you were still air manager No yeah. I have no idea Paul Smith Right, thank you very much Roger, Hannah and Gordon DL Another extremely busy show so Thank you for listening, thanks for calling and tweeting We're back tomorrow at 6 with Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday So we'll speak to you then And in the meantime, Callum Gallagher is up next